You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. The 2021 elections will be held on the 4th of December, but pre-polling will commence this Monday, the 22nd of November. So now is the time to meet the candidates and hear their positions on the issues affecting our local government area. Kaima Community Radio, in conjunction with the Kaima Central Precinct Committee and The Bugle, brings you a series of unedited interviews with the lead candidate of each of the seven tickets running for election. The questions were sent to the candidates in advance and their answers were timed. The interviewer is Mark Greaves, Chairman of the Kaima Central Precinct Committee, and the recording is by Diana McLaren. I'm with uh, Councillor Neil Riley from Team Riley, and uh, there, there, are some there are some questions that we'll be asking you this afternoon, Neil, so that you can inform the electorate on your views. First off, could you tell us about yourself and some background of your involvement in the Kiama community and why you are standing for election as a representative on council? Sure, well, thanks for the opportunity. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, Following a successful career in uh, in marketing and advertising, um, dealing with some well-known international and national brands, uh, I moved down to Kiama. Uh, I moved down here with uh, Channel Ten. I was a, a producer with them, and uh, I was dealing with a lot of small to medium businesses. Uh, I set up my own business doing TV commercials for these small to medium enterprises. Uh, up and down the eastern seaboard of, uh, of uh, New South Wales. Um, I retired from doing that uh, about three years ago. Um, and uh, in the middle of it all, or maybe towards the beginning, uh, in the early 70s, I spent three years uh, in the military. Um, I married to, uh, to Wendy and have been for 45 years and uh, <laughs> got three, uh, three, three grown kids. Interestingly, I like to think that that in itself, including my retirement, um, has equipped me to deal with uh, the role of being a counsellor. Um, it's taught me a couple of things. It's taught me accountability, uh, transparency. Um, and my retirement has given me uh, a good time commitment and I'm dedicated to the job. Uh, it's given me an opportunity to effectively deliver on strategic ideas. Uh, strength of character, I like to think that came from the, the time in the army. Um, a responsibility to deal with what needed to be done but with other people's funds. And again, that comes back to the uh, accountability. An ability to communicate well, uh, that was all part of the job and uh, part of the role of counsellor. I think managing complex uh, uh, delivery of, of uh, strategy and also managing complex organisations was part of the deal. Um, most importantly, in business life, I guess, and in, in other aspects of my life, I've had to manage the successful achievement of strategies. And all that is about sort of delivering on, on your own vision to some extent. The first brush with council 
uh, was when my uh, my son uh, played with the uh, the youthy. Uh, they they got some funding, and the youth officer at the moment got some funding to develop a a game, uh, a computer game, and uh, he dogged me in for that. And I found that council was much much more, much much more than roads, rates, and rubbish. And uh, it gave me a passion uh, to do what I like uh, doing, people, budgets, um, I guess deadlines, and I fell in love with the gig. Okay. Thanks, Neil. One of the biggest issues for the Kiama local government area is the tension between urban development and economic growth versus the preservation of green space and the character and heritage of Kiama. Where do you think the balance should be struck on this issue? Look, this is a major challenge for the planning abilities of council and councillors and staff. There's two sides to the equation, and one's rural and one's urban. Um, I consider that those two things are interlinked. And if you look at the problem like that, it becomes a little bit simpler for the planning. Tim Riley have given this a lot of thought. Uh, we want to speak of that tension that you speak of um, by encouraging different styles of growth for both urban and rural areas. There is a need for both of them to grow. We seek to limit urban expansion. At the same time, encourage rural enterprise for those people who wish to generate a sustainable living from their land. and. So we support agritourism and a diverse uh, range of food production and rural activities on that land. As a member of the uh, Planning Institute of Australia, um, I learned greenfield development appears to be the more profitable for investors and developers, although overall its benefit is not necessarily to the public. So there should be more focus, I believe, in creating infill and affording affordable housing options uh, for, for uh, the people of Kiama. There should be more uh, focus on creating uh, infill. I think that the various socioeconomic backgrounds of people to participate in the economy would be better served by infill. So economically, society, societally, and from a good planning perspective, I think we need more residents if we do they tell us the population of Australia is growing. Uh, we need to think about this almost in generational terms. We have to think about 10 or 20 years out rather than just deal with problems as they happen immediately. Now this means Bombo Quarry. Uh, it means using land that council holds uh, in the centre of the, uh, the, the urban uh, centre of, uh, of Kiama. Um, in an environmental sense, in a tourism sense, and I think even in a livability sense, um, we need to protect those green hills. If we can create situations there where people can make a sustainable living, now it's been that way for, for a long time, I think that uh, dairying is a very, very difficult way to make a quid, to be honest. So we have to encourage and provide pathways for people to earn a good living off the green hills to keep them green hills. What are the two issues that you would address as a priority if you were to be re-elected? I've thought about this, and this is the hardest question, 
because to narrow down the broad suite of uh, issues that we have to deal with at council is hard. It's like picking your favourite children. It's Sophie's choice. It's very difficult. So I've chosen to answer this question in this way, to say that innovation and collaboration are the ways that I'd like to go about achieving what I want to achieve. So they're the two things. Innovation is the specific instrument of a good council, I believe. Uh, the act that uses resources with a new capacity to create a better community. It means giving, uh, and, and a single example might be, money that's earned from our waste uh, uh, management area, turning that money back into the community to have, I guess, two curbside collections in a, uh, in a given financial year. Now that's not a whole big deal, but it's an important thing and it's an innovative way to use the money generated by our waste, which is recycling as well as the use of our equipment uh, with uh, road makers and that sort of thing. Um, I like to think that uh, collaboration is kind of interesting and very, very important for council as well. Collaboration between councillors themselves, councillors and staff, and I think council and the community, which is the boss. We have to think of the community as the boss. And uh, in serving that boss, I think that uh, we had an opportunity not too long ago. The people from um, Kiama Heights uh, asked us about um, their area of um, uh, their area of uh, um, playing fields and green spaces for them to have recreation. Now, my team member, Julie Rosso, number two, is, was a strategic manager for one of Australia's largest councils. She got to work on her uh, uh, GIS skills, uh, that is uh, uh, geographic uh, information services, and within about half an hour, she had worked out a way that the land that they wanted to use, which wasn't used, would have been perfect. She had the mapping, she had the overlays, she did a population survey of that particular area. She worked out a ratio between the number of people and the number of houses and the, and the, the area, the, the square meterage of um, uh, recreational land and found that it was wanting. And that railway land would have been an appropriate thing to use and uh, we're going to use that as a, 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 a way. Now, that is a collaborative use of people skills, technical skills that exist within inside council and dealing with a, a problem. We also want to extend that to use that same system, I think, throughout the whole LGA, to map and to be able to produce statistical data that is referenced and appropriate to the problem to work out how much recre recreational space we need to deliver as a service from council. Mm. Okay, good. Thanks, Neil. Uh, Kiama residents would like to see better engagement and communication between council and the community. How would you improve the transparency of council's actions and engage the community more effectively? Look, by working to engender a better service culture within council, this means by planning ahead, uh, with regard to infrastructure, now I've spoken about uh, planning for planning, uh, a generational thing. With infrastructure, we could create a five-year rolling infrastructure plan that would be available to all. 
Now that plan doesn't necessarily have to be sticked to rigidly like our budget, but it's an indication of what's going to happen over the next five years. Every year we would upgrade it. So they would, again, using those uh, GIS skills, map out all the footpaths, all the roads, wherever the infrastructure needs, buildings, bridges, that sort of stuff. We would have a very, very clear image of that. We would share that with the people so the people could say, well, look, I want a footpath out my, outside my place or my friend's place. They would be able to identify that that is on the list or if not, get it on the list. The other thing that we need to do is to start using what we use as part of our planning and reporting framework. And it's the highest document that is in that, and it's the community, the community precipitation. No, that's the rain plan, the precipitation plan. The, uh, that we want people to participate in, in planning and, and all areas of council using that. It's a cracker. It talks about consultation involving people, uh, it talks about collaboration that I've mentioned before. We've got this system. Um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to use it properly. And we need to use that document that we've developed to provide a greater vehicle for people to become more importantly engaged with the council. Okay. Good. Thanks, Neil, for that. Um, are there any other issues that you'd like to like to bring up? Look, there, there, there's, it's, it's not necessarily a, an issue. It's an observation. And uh, I think that uh, in that last question, we talked about the uh, uh, collaboration with, uh, with council and the community. I think precincts are very, very important. That's, that's one thing I want to just get, uh, get out on the record. The other thing is that um, the universe, for me, has done me a great favour in the structure of our ballot paper. It, it, is, it is wonderful. If you look at that ballot paper on the left, You've got the left-wing kind of people. You've got the Greens, you've got Karen, you've got the, the ALP. On the right side of the ballot paper, you've got the right-wing. You've got the Steels, uh, you've got the Browns, and you've got the Croxford right there in the right-wing, sitting beautifully in the middle, which is exactly where I position myself, and it's where my brain is. Right there in the middle of that is Team Riley, and I'm very, very grateful for the universe for that. Right. Thanks, Neil. Good on you. Thank you. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.